Hi, it's Al. Recently, I was informed that my job of seven years was being outsourced and that my services were no longer required. This was, as you might imagine, a bit of a blow. Thankfully, I'm in no immediate financial danger. However, the situation will seriously impact the continued production of this and the other shows that I produce. And so, despite my general distaste for these things, I've decided to start a fundraiser. My goal is to raise one year's worth of production costs for the four projects I release regularly. Sarcastic Voyage, Post-Atomic Horror, More Bits, and my cartoon reviews. If you enjoy one or more of these programs, I ask that you consider donating a little to keep them going. Go to GoFundMe.com Algar for details. In the interest of transparency, I have listed the expenses I need help with there. Some of these things are essential. Server space for the website's podcasts and videos, for instance. Some of them are things we could live without but would rather not. And some are nice-to-have items. It's all on the list, and I promise you that none of this money is meant to go into my pocket. I only want to continue making these things that I love making. That website, again, is GoFundMe slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. I thank you for your time and preemptively thank you for your support. All right. Watch this one. Wow, that was impressive. A triple with a California twist. Now let's see if I could do a quadruple. No, Al, don't try it. It's never been successfully executed. Oh, it'll be fine. It's not like I'm going to shatter the space-time continuum or anything. That was oddly specific. All right, now... Give me a little room. Here goes. Ow! significant lives. What are these eons? I'm gonna hurt you in the Uh, Al, did you open the airlock? There's a spectrocosmic being coming down the stairs, and he's wearing one of those sleeveless t-shirts. Uh, you know, like Brando had in Streetcar. You mean a wife beater? Oh, Christ, haven't the people on this plane of existence stopped beating their wives yet? Quick, put this ring on and look devoted to me. Done and done. Muffin. Oh, uh, that's our landlord, Matt. Mr. Uatowski. The same. Those guys is making far too much noise up in this dimension. Yeah, sorry about that. We were just, uh... Expressing our marital love. Wait, what? Ow! Hey, you two lovebirds do what you want. Just so long as you're not putting on a sketch comedy show. Because remember, this station ain't zoned for comedy. Nope, definitely not. No one laughing here, sir. Oh, uh, while you're here, sir... We're having some electrical issues. For some reason, voicemails from Earth are leaking out of the stove, the ice maker, and all the plumbing. Oh, yeah, watch this. Anderson, it's your boss, Mr. Delaware. Just to follow up from our meeting, you have a few simple action items. One, buy gold. Two, sell gold, buy crow. Three, update crow. Four, shatter crows. Five, send for men to summon worms. All right, Henderson? Even an idiot like you can't screw this one up. Once we control the spice, then we get the women, and then a zigga zigga. Couldn't be simpler. This is Mr. Rhode Island. Ah, shit. Delaware. Yeah, that ain't supposed to do that. Hey, let me strip down to my wife talker and have a look. Is that really necessary? Oops, gotta go. That's our song, Matt. Come on, let's go dance. Over there. One, two, three, one. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. One, two, three, one, two. Uh, now, dip me. Yep. 
Ah, you danced divinely. Oh, here we are. Hello, hi, yes. Welcome to the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. I'm Ron Algar-Watt. And I'm Matt Robotham. You can put me down now. (coughs) That was for the pie. You thought I forgot. What pie? We have a wonderful show for you tonight, but, uh, listen. If you see a hyperdimensional being of unimaginable power and intellect... Wearing, for some reason, a wife beater... Just, uh, tell him you're here for a party. With a bean feast. Bean feasts come highly recommended by England's brattiest elite. Hello! Thank you, thank you, yes. Willikins, they love me. Don't you love me? I'm a fan favorite. I seriously. You're gonna get us thrown out. And the only other viable recording option at this point is that dumpster at the center of the earth. Mole men do not have the best garbage. And that has made it impossible for me to smoothly segue into telling everyone to enjoy the show. Except remember, if anyone asks, no show. Right, what he said. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Sabrina Snyder as Dottie. Our story so far. Split into teams, our heroes race to defeat the evil Archduke Pachinko and his invasion of Earth. And now, today's episode, Planetfall on Neptune. Yes, ma'am. The giant mutant parakeets have been eliminated. I assisted Team 6 with the oversized chinchillas, but now it's... These flies! Well, ma'am, they're giving us a bit of trouble. They're just too fast for us. We try to sneak up on them, but somehow they manage to spot us just before we go in for the kill shot and fly away! Yes, ma'am, we will. Thank you, ma'am. Dottie out. So, the battle does not go well, eh? Who are you? Field Marshal Deer Durust Latif, time traveler. At your service. Well, if you're at my service, can you help me kill these giant mm, alien flies that are swarming around 26 major world capitals? At your service is just a figure of speech, my dear. I am devoted to a much higher purpose. What's that? I couldn't possibly reveal that without polluting the time stream. If you're not here to help, could you maybe move it along? I'm kind of mm, busy here. Young lady. The time-space continuum is a vast tapestry, a complex web of causality in which one seemingly insignificant event can have a profound impact on events that follow. And an observer such as myself must remain... Hey, are you even listening to me? Not really. Very well. I have what I need here anyway, so I say good day to you. Horses, what was that all about? Hey, he took my pop. I was gonna drink that after I fought off this fly. Come here, you little. Got you! Stay still, you! Wait a minute. Did he say. Yes, ma'am. I'm leaving the fight temporarily. I have an idea. Miss Carla, ma'am, I believe our ship was this way. I know, Commander. We're going this way. Well, as you pointed out a few times on this mission, you are the ranking officer here. I am duty-bound to follow where you lead. 
despite my ethical misgivings. Yes, it is your duty. It's just, we came here to shut down the mothership of the invading fleet. Only now, you appear to be reactivating the components we just disengaged. Don't worry about it, Commander. Everything is under control. <laughs> All right, Strongarm, get it together. Girl or not, she's your commanding officer. And if she says don't worry about it, then by golly, soldier, you need to cease worrying in precisely, oh, now 100 hours. I mean, it's not like she's given me any reason to doubt her. <laughs> I miss most is all the great radio shows from our time. Prominent Crotch Boy Jr., Jack Native, Jungle Agent, Cavalcade of Parade. Uh, all right, here he comes. You know how this goes. Just let me do the talking. Oh, hi. Have you come to tell us this is all a horrible mistake and you're going to unchain us from this dungeon and set us free? Ow! So, Matt and Algar, finally we meet at last. That seems a bit redundant. Ow! You're redundant. Can't argue with logic like that. It was inevitable that you two would end up here in my dungeon. You are but prawns in my game. Did your game include us prawns accidentally crushing your sister, the Archduchess, when we landed on Neptune? Because I gotta tell you, I didn't see that coming. You dropped a house on my sister! You and your compatriot will answer for this unprecedented outrage! I'm just disappointed we didn't grab her ruby slippers before your guards captured. Ow! Listen, we didn't know that lab was just going to take off and fly us here, and we definitely didn't know it was going to fall on your sister. I'm a pacifist. Do you know what that means? You help keep small babies from crying? Yeah, I didn't think you'd know. Silence! There it is. Your organization has befoiled my family with its treasury for the last time. You people truly are the B-O-T-T-O-M of the barrel. Really? That's the best you can come up with for B-O-T-T-O-M? That acronym is pretty low-hanging fruit. That didn't hurt. Ow! Better. Ugh. Anyway, apart from your sister, whose death I assure you was an accident, who else in your family have we befoiled? Just recently, you apprehended my younger brother for smuggling uranium out near Pluto. Out near... Oh, I remember that guy. But I think it was smuggling plutonium out near Uranus, actually. And yes, we did arrest him because smuggling is illegal. You're illegal! Ow! You would do well to follow the example of your cellmate and remain quiet. Oh, yes. That's my partner Matt, all right. Hanging right next to me, very quietly. <sighs> Deactivating things is literally the opposite of what I've spent my life doing. These teleporters. Uh, ah, there. Hope there's no alarm and Ugh, why did I even say that? I'm not even sure where I'm running to, but away from here seems like a good start. Uh, now I just need a plan and Oh yeah, that'll do. Mr. Matt? Dottie? No, what are the odds? The odds are one to two that my armies will have Earth completely subjuncted within the next six hours. Well, your math checks out. Ow! And when the unstoppable object of my Armanda meets the immovable force... 
Oh, that piece of rubble has knocked me over and pinned me to the ground. Maybe the first thing you've said that actually makes sense. Oh, hey, Matt. Hi, Al. Uh, your arch ness You! But if you're here, who's hanging there? What, that? That's just a bag of flour we stuffed with hay while I slipped out to break your teleports. I'm hurt that you couldn't even tell the difference. Uh, hold still. What insulin is this? You cannot escape my impenetrable dungeon! Thanks. Sorry, looks like I can escape it. Also, clearly not impenetrable. So long! I will not be unrespected in this fashion! Guards, prepare the Armada. We will make the Earth folk behold our doom! <laughs> Dottie, it is an unbelievable coincidence that you showed up when you did. That's what I said! Not really. I've been here once before. Now, we need to hurry up and get back to Earth before Archduke Pachinko's Armada does. I think you mean Armanda. You want me to take over flying now, Dottie? Nope, it's under control, Mr. Al. We just need to make one more quick stop first. Alright, now that we're back aboard the ship, I wonder if you could just have a look at something in the brig. What? In here? Ma'am, please, settle down. I just need to ask you a simple question. Alright, now, I need you to be completely honest with me, ma'am. You've been acting a bit suspiciously of late, and I just want to know, are you evil? I knew it! My finely honed instincts were right all along. Well, I'm sorry about this, ma'am, but you're just going to have to stay in there. Sorry! There's only one man I know of who can help us now. What the? Where did you come from? Oh, me? I came from time. Are, are you evil? Evil? No! I'm here to talk to you about your destiny. Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Pachinko's Revenge! Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. From Monster Bank Studios. There's no law on the books that says a goose can't be a sheriff. Ladies and gentlemen of Small Haven, the ballots have been duly counted and recounted. So, uh, please welcome your new sheriff, this goose. People of Smallhaven have goosebumps. That goose is ruining my life! He's a sheriff who won't fly south for the winter. He hissed at the young man who stole my purse! He hisses at most people, ma'am. This wild goose chase ends with the bad guys in jail. I tell you one thing, no goose is gonna stop me from committing crimes. Busted! On February 6th, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Montebanks, Sheriff Goose. Oh, uh, hey, Mr. Uatowski. Have you figured out what's going on with our wiring? I think so, yeah. I'm just gonna leave the tap on for a while and let the voicemail sort of drain out. I left the bucket underneath just in case. 
Sorry, that's a little too technical for me. You haven't discovered buckets in this dimension yet? Hello? This is Doug Durek speaking. I'm hot on the case of the missing word. There's originals. Let me just check my notebook. Wait. Where's my notebook? Now I'm on the case of the missing notebook. Ugh. My son. My son got me that notebook. Are you my son? Why don't you call me? Have you seen my notebook? Have you seen my son? Have you seen my slaw dog, Chulchanga? Would this be for go? Or for stay? Hello. I'm calling for Arthur Conan Doyle. Much as it sickens me to use this telephone device, which I find both squamous and queer, but neither squamous nor queer in the inevitable eldritch way that I prefer. Wait, where was I? This is H.P. Lovecraft, in case I hadn't mentioned, or you hadn't discerned from the characteristic wheezing of my cyclopean nasal passages. I'd like to order a large pepperoni pizza with extra mushrooms. And there's a shiny nickel in it for you if you get it here in less than 20 minutes. And you're of superior breeding. That means white This is Mitt Romney, brother, brother. And I'm coming for you this Sunday night. Provided service is canceled. And I'm bringing in pain capital to consult in the restructuring of your face. And provide a more efficient path to blood loss. That's this Sunday. And my name is Mitt. Hi, this is Judy, and I'm a booster for the local school district. Did you know that children who engage in lethal extracurriculars are 80% less likely to commit crimes? Mostly due to death. We're hoping to build a Thunderdome, and maybe as a stretch goal, a Hunger Game, to house one or more of the following experimental pastimes. Murder Wicket, Roller Croquet, Horsketball, Razor Mahjong, North Korean Checkers, Arsenic Polo, Bramble Ball, Extremely Extreme Frisbee, Hemingway-style skeet shooting, and field hockey, the most dangerous game. Give us a holler then. Bye! Hello, this is the great detective, Clever Roos. Some withered old fuck just stole my notebook. Hey gang, this is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You can't see it right now, but I'm calling to give you all the finger. That's right, I quit. Fuckity bye, true believers. There we go. I think that's the last of it. Uh, hey Al, 30 seconds to, uh, 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 that thing. Smooth. Hey, uh, Mr. Yu, would you mind having a look at the window in, um, what's that room that's completely on the opposite end of the station from this one? The reactor core? Right, that's the one. You're having a problem with a window in the reactor core that presumably opens directly into space. That's right. All right, I'm on it. Let me just gather up my tools here. Great. We'll just be in the next room doing that thing, Matt just mentioned. No need to follow us to find out what that thing might be. You know, a lesser being might find all this behavior suspicious. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. 
it's not as good as it used to be. In late November of 1943, the leaders of the Big Three Allied Powers in World War II, Joseph Stalin of the Soviet Union, Winston Churchill of Great Britain, and Franklin Roosevelt of the United States, met for the first time in the Iranian capital of Tehran. The meeting, codenamed Eureka, included discussions of a second front against Germany, Soviet assistance in the Pacific theater, and the future of post-war Europe. Mr. Premier, you leave me with little alternative but to confront you directly. Comrade Churchill, we are currently allies, and I always keep my word to my allies. But do not mistake my loyalty for kindness. Mm. Very well, sir. Have you any sixes? Net. Go fish. Blast. Uh, do you have any... Uh... It would seem that I am out of beer. Give me another, won't you? There's only one left. Ah. More's the pity. <laughs> I will let you have it if you let me have Poland. Eh? You have a deal, sir. Ah, Franklin. Good of you to come. Sorry I'm late, gentlemen. I had a hell of a time convincing Eleanor there were no women allowed at this conference. But I brought Clementine. I was just hoping to get a little action on my western front, if you know what I mean. Ah, yes. I believe I do know what you mean. My two previous wives are long dead. High five! No? Right, so, deal me in. What have I missed? Probably not as much as I missed when the two of you met at Casablanca. Uh, that, that, that was nothing. This is the real meeting, right, Winston? So, have you any fours? You could have fooled me. Casablanca was apparently so uh, glamorous that they made movie about it. Of all the vodka joints in all the towns in all the world. I'm not sure that's exactly how it goes. You just shut your little top-headed cigarette holder secret polio bourgeois mouth, Mr. President. Uh, Premier, M Mr. Stalin, Joseph, Joe, I don't know what you're so sore about. I'm here to talk, in good faith. We have a common enemy, my friend. Mr. Prime Minister, this is a very tense, very delicate diplomatic situation, and perhaps now is not the ideal time for you to light up one of your goddamn hand-rolled phallic cries for help. Sometimes, Franklin, a cigar is just a cigar. Yes, yes, and tomorrow I'll be sober. Quite the pithy English wit, aren't you? <laughs> that, that is... uh, we all know what goes on at those English boarding schools, Winston. You're not fooling anyone. I'll see ya. I kid my colleague from across the Atlantic, of course. We all know he's a fantastic leader. Well, we know he's better than Neville Chamberlain, which, for my money, is rather like winning a dog show with two competitors, and the other guy's dog has no legs, tail, or nose. <laughs> but, but, comrade, if, if his dog has no nose, how, how does it smell? Terrible! <laughs> well, that seems to have done it. Franklin, from where on earth did you produce that microphone? Never you mind. So how's about it, Uncle Joe? We'll give you your second front in Europe and you help us finish off Japan. Nah, nah, but first, uh, tell me about the uh, Comrade Churchill's mother. <laughs> well, 
I never had the pleasure of meeting Lady Churchill, but my sources assure me that she was so fat that when she sat around... Okay, hon, here's your refill of Tangerine Fanta, and... Whoa, you really took care of business here. Do you want me to take these plates away? Um, sure. All right, I'll just bring the check then. Taking care of business? I believe she was implying that we ate too quickly. We just have a movie to catch, it's well, not like we're... I wouldn't take it personally. And here's your extra-large popcorn. Watch it, it's a bit heavy. Is your family around to help, maybe? No, it's just me and my friend. Hi. Oh, well, he already has his own popcorn, so I guess you'll be taking care of business on your own then. It was cheaper to get the giant popcorn with the soda I wanted. This was your suggestion! <laughs> Enjoy your movie! <laughs> Was he actually mud-wrestling himself in that movie? I don't know. That seems to be a... Where are we going? Oh, I just need to stop at the grocery store here real quick. One... 50-pound <clears throat> bag of dog food? You having a party? A dog party? I just own a Great Dane! 35. I guess you and your dog are gonna be taking care of a little business. My personal life is none of your damn business. And now you brought my poor dog into Thank this. You. This corporate-mandated fat-shaming has gone too far. I've had it! Well, she left in a hurry. I don't know, I guess she had some business to take care of. Come on, Dollar! I just got my $100,000 allowance, and I have to put it in the vault for safekeeping. Here we go! Four million left, two thousand right, seven million left! Oh no, I've crammed the safe so full of money that I can't fit any more in here. What am I gonna do? Wait a minute. Dollar, you aren't expecting company in your doghouse mansion, are you? Well then, I wonder who's in there. Hello? Who's in there? Looks like we've been nabbed, Muggsy. Ah, J-Boss, what makes you say that? Ow. Because you knuckle-brained, that Richie Rich kid is standing right there looking at us. Oh yeah. You two get out of my dog's house. I can't believe you were trying to kidnap poor Dollar again. Ah, what? We wasn't doing that. You weren't? Then why were you sneaking around in his house? Kid, that dog of yours has a bigger house than most hotels I've stayed in. It's got gold fixtures and a crystal chandelier. And the food, my god, kid, the food in this place. I ain't never seen dog food this good in no supermarket. Oh, Dollar won't eat dog food. Chef Pierre prepares him special gourmet meals three times a day. We know. We also know that you end up throwing half of that food away because it would literally kill your dog to eat it all. Ah, so we was just thinking. We was just thinking that maybe we could feed our families with the pounds of food you throw away every day because your dog decided it's not up to his standards. But gee, mister, that would be stealing. And my dad taught me that stealing is wrong. Really, kid? Is that what your pop taught you? Cause, I mean, I ain't no economist, but it seems to me that you don't get to own the moon by playing entirely fair. I thought that was just an expression, boss. Oh no, my dad really does own the moon. He bought it so I could play golf on it. Ah, they shut off my water last week. Now when I turn on the sink, nothing comes out. My wife died from tetanus after she stepped on a rusty nail. 
tetanus. Can you just get a shot for that? Well, maybe you can, Mr. Poor Little Rich Kid, but when the plant closed last summer, they took away our health coverage. Gee, I'm really sorry to hear that, but I don't know what any of this has to do with me. The plant closed because it was bought out by Rich Industries, and then your old man just leveled the place so yous could have a one-to-one -one scale train set. Now hold on, I don't even have a train set. Kid, I seen it. And Muggsy here has seen it too. Ah, uh, yeah! Oh no! What happened? Sorry I had to see that, Richie. But I heard the commotion over here while I was shooting gold pigeons across the estate. And I simply can't be having this kind of riffraff filling my firstborn's head with this plebeian nonsense. Not to mention spoiling his birthday. That train was supposed to be a surprise. Dad? How come some people aren't rich like us? <laughs> well, son, poor people just don't try hard enough. They also think they're the only people in the world with problems. Now grab one of those shovels so we can get these bodies in the ground. Sure thing, Dad. Well, son, it looks like you've struck oil again. Why do these things always happen to me? Uh, hey, uh, Al, who's that, uh, that, uh, little person with the back hair who's walking around the station? Jason, are you smoking on a space station? What do you got? That doesn't really work with what I just said. Anyway, that's our landlord. And listen, we're not technically allowed to do a sketch show here, and also he thinks me and Matt are married. You mean you're not? You better give me back that goddamn Keurig. Is that how you say that? I thought it was Koenig. Look, who does the foreign accents on this show? Hey! I was just lurking outside in the cold vacuum of space with a whiskey tumbler pressed to the hull. Did you say show? As in a sketch comedy show? As in expressly forbidden in your lease? As in I'll throw your happily married asses into the sun if that's what you do? Wait a minute, this ain't your husband? I could be. Stop fluttering your eyelashes. Stop trying to repress my talent. If there's no sketch comedy allowed here, then you're clearly not allowed to direct me. Which means I can be Matt if I want to be! Whee! I'm Matt! I'm finally Matt! What was that all about? Apparently you're having domestic troubles. My condolences. Listen, if you ever need a place to stay, you call me. What's your number? You couldn't possibly fathom its cosmonumeric countenance with your primitive human brain. Fair enough. How about I just bang on the ceiling with a broom? Right now, at participating McBurgerties, we've taken a cheeseburger Dipped it in sugar and lard, and then, oh, I don't know, stuffed it inside a fucking taco. You people like tacos, don't you? But it's only available for a limited time till we come up with something even more foul and inedible for you to shove in your sad, fat mouth. McBuggities! Don't ask, just fucking eat it. You can't. Gentlemen, I've been in advertising for 27 years. Most of those years have been highly successful ones. And yet, since I came on board here at Silverdale Advertising, I regularly find myself having to ask a question. Does anyone know what question that is? Anyone? No? Perkins, how about you? Who thought that was a good idea? Louder, Perkins, so everyone can hear. <clears throat> Who thought that was a good idea? Who thought that was a good idea? That's it. That is exactly the question I find myself having to ask on a regular basis. 
And as I watched the latest ad for McBurgerty's, whom I don't have to tell any of you, is our biggest and oldest client, I wish I never asked that question before. Because all the other times that the goodness of a particular idea seemed dubious at best, those times pale in comparison to... this. A murderous, abusive, stuffed clown almost literally urging customers not to eat at the restaurant that paid us to bring people to them. Who in the name of great Yahweh thought this was a good idea? I think he's wool, actually. What was that? Perkins? As opposed to being stuffed, he's made of wool. Wool, you say. This changes everything. I'm sorry to have wasted your time, gentlemen. You may go about your business. What, really? No, Perkins! I can only assume that since none of the others have dared raise their voices at this, the time of crisis that both my cardiologist and my personal psychic warned me was inevitable, that you are the one responsible for this. Well, yes, I did sign the paperwork. Perkins, earlier today I joined several new religions just so I could swear to as many gods as possible that I will make you regret- <sighs> Excuse me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. Oh. And it's spread... Oh, dear. No, as much as I'd love to leave them all to die here, I'll get them out. Thank you- What's that? It was started by... Of course it was. Thanks, Jim. All right, nobody panic. That was Mr. Stewart, the security guard. Apparently there's a rather large fire downstairs in the lobby, and it's spreading very quickly. Everyone just file to the far end of the room. We can pop the window open and head down the fire escape. In a calm and orderly fashion. How come the alarm hasn't gone off? Well, Perkins, it seems that someone, someone made of wool, as it turns out, not only started the fire in the lobby, but also managed to disable the supposedly tamper-proof alarm systems. Well, at least we're safe here outside the Oh, look, somebody's tampered with the solid steel fire escape, and now we're all plummeting 37 stories to our almost certain death. But at least there's one comforting fact I can cling to. What's that? I can murder you before we hit the ground, and at least one of my new gods won't send me to hell for it. <laughs> <laughs> she showed me the beach, gave me a peach, put on the suntan lotion, bliss, absolute poetic perfection. It is for this and so much more that I declare you, James Todd Smith, LL Cool J, the new Poet Laureate of these United States. Like you, we are all kinda like Shaft, so you could in fact say that we are Shaftin. So that's our show for this three-weekly period. Gotta be a better way to say that. Now we're gonna open things up to the audience. Anyone have any questions? Ah! Is your name Toad Spreckly? Oh, that's what it says in the script, I guess. Did you have a question? Oh, right. Uh, I was wondering, as voice actors, so, sort of, uh, what's your, your guys' worst impression? Okay, first of all, it's not your guys's. I hate that. And if my landlord wasn't lurking around backstage, I'd throw you in an airlock right now. But this is your lucky day. 
Instead of murdering you by shoving you into the cold, unforgiving void, we're going to politely answer your question. Matt? Worst impression? I'm great at impressions. I'm an accomplished mimic. Listen to this. I bet you can immediately tell who I'm doing. I'm Frank Lloyd Wright. Ladies and gentlemen, accomplished architect Frank Lloyd Wright! For me, I'd say, I never quite managed to nail President John Quincy Adams. <clears throat> I was a long-time opponent of slavery. You see, just awful. So I guess that answers your question, Toad. Now sit down! <laughs> our website, where you can download previous episodes, browse our library of sketches, or donate to the fundraiser we currently have going. We're doing another one of those things? Yeah, it's not cheap to set up shop in a state-of-the-art space station in geostationary orbit over Australia. Anyway, that website is sarcasticvoyage.com. If you enjoy this show or any of the others we put out, please consider giving a few bucks to that fundraiser. And if you want to write to us, the address, as always, is sarcasticvoyage at gmail.com. You don't need to say .com. They know it's .com. Your mom knows it's .com. Yes, she probably does. And now, as we do every time, we wish you all safe journeys. Safe journeys, everyone. I said shut down, Toad! This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Vishal Baradwaj, Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Nathan Lajeunesse, Brian Lynch, Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, Malvern Smloun, Sabrina Snyder, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Gav Brown, Matt Robotham, Amanda Smith, and Jason Wallace. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2015. Is he still here? Show's over, so we should be all right now. Show? Ah! Mr. Yu, were you hiding behind the radiator? I'm the landlord. I can hide behind anything I want. Check your lease. Plus, as a being of pure consciousness, blah blah blah, you know the rest. I actually don't. Alright, well, I, uh, I fixed the sink. Turns out it was off. Oh, of course. Obviously. So, uh, look, I gotta go. There's a Ropers Marathon on TV land, and even the infinite reaches of my DVR cannot contain that much Jeffrey Tambor. Hi, Ben. Hey, uh, guys, I've just been looking over your lease here, and, uh... That seems... Unnecessary. Hey, I was a respected real estate lawyer before I became a voice actor. That means I know a thing or two about contracts. And while it definitely does say here that you're not allowed to stage, quote, any form of live or recorded entertainment, including but not limited to sketch comedy, 1970s variety hours, vaudevilles, burlesque, menstrual shows, dressage, panto, comedia dell'arte, bedroom farce, juggling that includes bowling pins, chainsaws, fire, and flaming chainsaws, Hasbro-based cartoon reviews, non-canonical adventures of popular BBC science fiction heroes, and curling, end quote, it doesn't actually say anywhere in here that you're required to be married. I know.